Welcome everyone to the Rest Podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am your host, Natalie Williams, and I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon. Nico, it was fascinating hearing the many things that contributed to the man you've become. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's still an early stage. I, f- I feel like there's a lot of very interesting things. Like, you know, the, the, what we were talking about sets the stage where I am and where I want to be. Like, like un- understanding that I want to free myself of a lot of, like, conditioning. You're still in the process. When are we not in the process? <laughs> That's right. another question. Uh, and w- what do we want to, like, let go to rise above other conditioning let's just say well you know it's a fascinating question question, but in my world people think i had early childhood experiences i had high school experiences college experiences i got a degree i got a job i fall in love i get married i Mm -hmm. have children raise them off on their own and then just be happy and i'm supposed to rest in my laurels and that's a false narrative of reality We never stop changing. We never stop growing. Our measures of awareness and deep, hopefully, understanding of things just should never stop. And I think those are the people that really embrace change and healing and transformation. So what I love about your story isn't what even just what you shared last week. It's where we're heading into now mm-hmm. because we're heading into a tough conversation where people find themselves. So from the age of 14, 15, 16 to now, tell us what happened. Yeah. I mean, I got into art school, um, major graphic design. Eventually I did that six years. I got into a class with people who maybe connect a little bit more to things. Um, we still you bonded, yeah, yeah, time. more with than with with other people. Let's say let's say this: the school was in, in for whole Austria. It was like a pool for people who think a little different, mm-hmm. you know, differently, like different like ideas of of just the general Austrian approach of life and existing I, yeah, existence. I cannot overstate the importance of the voice of an artist and these complex narratives that Mm -hmm. we're having in time. Because even how you express, how you unwrap these ideas, how you talk about your pilgrimage through depression, through anxiety, through perhaps suicidal thoughts, you give such depth and breadth to things that most people, honestly, can't even find words for. And Other people are going to say, what the heck are they talking about? None of this makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, in the beginning, there was darkness and God created light. Mm -hmm. And light is life, light, liberty. It is a Mm -hmm. force. It is an energy. There is a creator, a design behind that energy, behind that life Mm -hmm. and behind that light. And we might have different words for it, but you do find a method in this pilgrimage in time. Mm -hmm. You found a message of expressing that. So I'm curious, what did you do with the practical realities? So, you know, from this, this point, I must also say there's 
there was a specific point when you just said this, like what, what was missing was some kind of like guidance. Guidance. You know? From a parent or from no, instruction? Like something I didn't know on that point. I, mean, okay. I was just like, I felt lost for the longest time. Mm -hmm. But what happened on some point was like, I, I was like, okay, I understood pretty quickly. Okay, art school is not going to cut it. It's not going to teach me what I want or where I want to go and what I want to learn. I need to do it by myself. So I, t I took additional class of, of painting and, and, and then I started to buy comics and, uh, and like literally stop on, on cartoons and like this, this position is nice. I can I learn. So I started to teach myself, you know, but I didn't really know where this was supposed to go. And people also like didn't really communicate to you. It's like, okay, you want to be an artist, you want, you will be a starving artist, and whatever you're gonna, the money you're gonna make, you maybe make when you're dead, you know. Famous so, line. Yeah. You're starve. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh really? I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you. you nice. Know? This is this is what you think that is that that is your reality, but not mm. mine. That's know? true because you were dying without an expression of that. It was a slow death you were experiencing, but you said something really powerful. And I don't want to take you off track, <laughs> but you said something really powerful at the end of the last segment, and you said the measure of suffering that people experience mm. is often equal to the place that they're being led to, mm. that they were created for. Yeah. And the measure of suffering. Yeah, but that's also their, um, you know, that's how these, that's their perception of reality. This is, uh, that's right. their perception of reality is, is manipulated, let's say, or by their traumatic experiences. Everything, what happened to them in the past is what they project into the future and yeah. they, pro they will so project much. it onto you. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And that's, this is part of, existence you know the interacting with other people who have their experiences will shape everything constantly mm -hmm. unless you know who you are and this is the journey of being free and the journey of of understanding who you are is it's yeah. a pilgrimage of a lifetime and there's beauty in those ashes talk to me about what you went through well on the, get on that, practical about your personal experiences yeah on, on that on that point You know, every 16-year-old boy goes through very interesting phases, those phases <laughs> of, 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 you know, uh, you have your first experiences with alcohol and it's kind of super disconnecting, you know, but it's it helps uh, in this moment to disconnect again on another level of whatever, <laughs> sorry to say, is going on. Um, or you have like you go through in this life in this moment which is you know puberty is is uh, complicated an interesting <laughs> yes. place in existence uh, and uh, i remember i think it was 2002 yeah already through most of the very emo the emo phase let's say yes <laughs> the emo phase all the all the the pain of like the first experiences of heartbreak and stuff like that have already happened at that point and i had that phase yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone had that phase everyone everyone, that everyone phase. has to go through that i think that is again um, um a very important part of um, <laughs> becoming a, a grown-up <laughs> yes. I mean, this is like an experience nobody Everyone has to go for that. Mm -hmm. This yeah. So what happened? Uh, well, at that point, I remember very well. I I was in the city of Graz back then, where the, the school was the second biggest city in Austria. 
in Styria, you know, like uh, I'm Styrian. Um, that's Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger comes from Styria, same as me. So <laughs> we grew awesome. up maybe 20 miles from each other. So wow. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people are from this region. On that point, I was getting into graffiti and more and more this was an excitement i was like okay this is really exciting you know i was a 16 year old kid i wanted to have action you know because the like going out there at night you know somehow oh, it's sneaking, con- sneaking oh, yeah. around you oh. know the adrenaline oh yes. you know the adrenaline <laughs> was like making me feel alive mm-hmm. you know on the other uh, on the other hand i was just literally not literally but shitting my pants <laughs> <laughs> But, 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 you know, the, the, that was... In some way, it was like the hunt. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I could, I, I understood really quick that this is, this is the connection to my, my, my forefather. My, 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 um, yeah, down, down the line, you know, hunting. The warriors. The, the, the warrior. Exactly. The warrior. The warrior was, the warrior was rising hard on this, on this, uh, because I was, I was not putting up with the fact being just always the shy person anymore. The, the kid who doesn't talk to anymore. I think that, that, that kid. So had you to found a voice, out. an expression, a voice. Yes. And, uh, you know, like that started with like, oh, let's go out, um, steal some bikes, ride our bike, uh, stolen bikes to, to the track sites, um, unpack our spray paint and, um, yeah, make our mark. Did you do beautiful <laughs> things? Graffiti. I mean, it was never, I was never motivated to just do damage, you know, but, but it had, it was part of, of, Painting, the rebellion you know this, yeah at, at that at that time you don't really understand and I, I had no money as well so so i was like if i really want to do this what i said to all the teachers and whatever everyone who doubted that i can become an artist if i really want to do this i have to ditch alcohol and focus and put my money also into spray paint because i realized a bottle of of vodka is as much as four spray cans and with four spray cans I can do something. Yeah. The economy of an addiction, if you can catch it on time, that's sobering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eating and shelter takes precedence mm-hmm. over getting high. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um you and, catch it in time. Uh, and that was the point where I was like, all right. So on that point I I have um made a pretty intense a decision without even understanding at that point. Yeah. Right. So that night I went home, I had really crazy dreams. And the next day I had to deal with like an additional math class because I was very bad because I couldn't focus because on that point the visions have completely like infiltrated my life mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. school was not on my mind since i was constantly downloading that's right downloading and i didn't even know how to deal with all those visions and i already understood that like or Were I had the, the ex- visions of art of projects of conflict art everything of everything uh, everything yeah. but it was brutal yeah so you were getting in infer- <laughs> you felt like there was a lot of information downloading into you and you had no output for it no i slowly started to understand that painting and the graffiti does help but well some point on the road i disappeared inside somehow 
I woke up in the hospital, my whole family around me, my girlfriend crying. I was like, what the hell is going on? I wanted to go to math class. <laughs> <laughs> And you wow. just had a breakdown. Uh, I didn't have a breakdown. I Back then they called it blackout. But Were you drinking too much? No. No, no I wasn't I wasn't even drinking too much. It was it was not connected to alcohol either. They like So what did they attribute the blackout? Did you so totally that, that dissociate? No. To really figure out what was going on like took us a year and I had seven of those episodes and some of those ended up in literally um, epileptic seizures. Yeah. Wow. I went to neuroscientists in, in, in Austria, the best in this field, and they couldn't really understand what's happening to me. They did EEG tests and um, CT tests and my brainwaves were just normal. And um, everyone was like, I don't know. I don't know what's was happening. Was it a spiritual experience? Did you feel like it could have been a spiritual Because you were delving into some really dark things. You were experiencing some dark things. I've had to deal with more of this than I wanted to even ever know about. Mm. That's another conversation for another day. <laughs> I want to have it with you here live. Um, but did you ever associate it with something just dark? Mm. Like events, things I, that I feel haunted like you? Every, everything at this time was dark. Was yeah. dark. But mm. but it, it, it literally created even more darkness. You know, it's. Well, yeah. it's That's what it's, it is. I, and the, I feel like that was the first time I really experienced depression because I didn't know what was going on with me. And I was a. Like somehow, like after the third car accident, and always somehow happened during driving my car. Wow. You know, yeah. I literally felt like danger to someone else, totally. you know. And and one time, like I was driving and uh, I had five people in the car from, from, from like snowboarding. And I literally got off the road and fell down the cliff with the car, you know. And, wow. and there was like one tree right in the middle of, of this, just you know, that, like my car crashed against that tree. And got stuck there. If not, we would have just fallen further down and further down. Yeah. Wow. There was no, we ne nobody had a scratch. And in, in five car accidents or four car accidents, I had, I never even had a scratch, but I was always gone. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. You were checked out. That's interesting. We'll have to talk about that more. Yeah. Did you get help? Well, you know, they, they couldn't figure it out. And the last one, I figured it out myself because I was in the hospital. My parents were like on vacation in Kazakhstan at that point, And I wasn't even supposed to be driving, but I was at a, a rock festival and I really wanted to go there. And on the way back, it happened. On the way back from a rock festival. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, and literally not even far from my parents' house, it just zip, you know. But the, the funny part is I was lying in the hospital and I was like, You know, I was telling the doctor, he's like, look, you can make tests. You're not going to find anything. And the doctor came back. Yeah, we didn't find anything. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, like, I told you. <laughs> yeah, I told you already. You know? and, and, um, and I was like looking inside and I was like, what was the last thing you could remember? And then this picture came back to me. Mm -hmm. And I, I figured out that it had to do with a visual presence. Like uh, it, I know. Like, let's say. I've heard this. More times than I can almost tell you what you're going to tell me next. <laughs> And I want you to say this because I don't want people to feel crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you remember almost a visual presence. Well, well, I, I, I got a little bit ahead of it. You know, before this last glitch happened, 
I, I call it a glitch now, to, you know, but I had a very intense, during that time of depression, I had like the wildest dreams and I was sweating all night. And one, mm-hmm. one night I had this very strong presence of some entity and it was a half rotten yeah. white rabbit. Oh, yeah. And it literally was like, just made one noise and jumped into my face, but it talked to me. It like, it, it literally told me. And that was not too long after, after the very first experience happened when I ditched the alcohol and all this, this stuff where I was like, I'm deciding to be an artist. But at this point, I still didn't know where to go with this. But this entity was like, this is who you are. This is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is, it was literally like telling me, you shall manifest me into this dimension. Wow. Into this, into this matter world of this third dimension you know it's it's like it's been telling me that whatever visions i have i have to bring into this world and with all due respect none of this surprises me (laughs) none of it and i know you're smiling and Mm -hmm. you're holding back but it also explains why i instantly understood the complexity of you and I came back, I was giddy. I, I just said, oh my God. She showed us the books immediately, the it's books just, of your art. She showed it immediately. She's like, oh my gosh, I met this amazing artist and you have to look at this and it's so <laughs> because complex. Because he's <laughs> accessing and he's explaining yeah. things that I try to help people understand in the context of rest. And there are dimensions that can be terrifying. They're linked to complex things we don't understand. And I didn't realize this, but I realize is now that I tend to operate more like a logical, reasonable, I'm analytical about these things. And I am more comfortable when I can find theological, philosophical, and scientific evidence mm-hmm. all in alignment to substantiate the experiences. Mm-hmm. And you are the single only person that I've ever met that just a glimpse of your art gave me a window into the portal of darkness that you were well acquainted with and you didn't quite understand it, but you were expressing it. But For you, the longest time, I didn't. Right, yeah. but you just said something amazing and you said this thing that showed up says you're going to manifest me in your art and therein lies the conflict that I see in your art mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that voice and that expression. And those of you that are listening... I invite you to go take a look mm-hmm. at Nico's graffiti art because you're not going to believe he does this with spank, spank, <laughs> spray, spray paint, paint <laughs> or spray, spray cans. Paint. But it's just fascinating because something overcame you very specifically and you became almost a channel of this drama that plays out in whatever canvas you have, mm. which is usually cement walls, city walls. And it's fascinating. The things you're saying are fascinating. It's difficult in the world of academics and when people have stage four cancer to help them understand the spiritual part of their experiences and the reality of light and dark, good and bad, mm. right and wrong, just and unjust, and of drama and conflict and how these things manifest in our experiences. Those are complex things because people want the pill. They want the solution. 
They want the video. They yeah. want the five point outline. The, the easy, the easy way. The yes. easy way out. The so called easy way. It, yeah. Exactly. It's not easy, is it's, it? It's not even a way. No. <laughs> Sorry. The so, easy way is not. There's no easy way for this experience. Uh, like the, whatever we are going through. So this white rabbit is the cover yeah. of this book. Oh well, it's not just the cover. My, I called my whole business. Uh, yeah. Like a, let's say so. Just to break this down, this experience with the, the white rabbit, I had it in um, 2002. In 2004, I, f- I finished school. My mom still tells me, like, you came home and you said, you know what you have to do. And then I drove with her to all the, the car accident places. And I said, you will see what you're going to see there. And every, because where the car accident was and my last memory was, it was, was a different place. It was like two miles down, you know. So I was still driving, but I wasn't present anymore until That's I glitched. Right. Wow. You know? The rabbit also told me what it was. What was it? It was, so in Austria we have mirrors on the streets so you can see around uh, curves mm-hmm. better, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And they all like, they are like white and they have this white red border mm-hmm. you know it has to be somehow it has to be square and it has to be this right round border to really communicate to me and it it's like every time before this happens it's like a sound of a beehive so a vibration comes up mm-hmm. and suddenly and i had this as a, since i was a little kid already when i when i encountered one of those mirrors that is literally this feeling of whoa, I want to throw up kind of it's it's literally like a memory sits somewhere in the back which cannot be reloaded because my subconscious completely blocked it out totally and this whole vomiting and nausea thing is consistent with what I've experienced with patients having a similar experience yeah. into dark complex things yeah and that uh, are spiritual and and it, it's it's you know it, it has it, it's been really interesting because clearly there was something going on which nobody could understand, and I was I was in a dark place. Yeah, but going to this doctor back at the doctor's office now, right? And you knew this guy wasn't going to be able to tell what was going yeah. on, so you start putting the pieces together. Yeah, and and, and I I figured out okay, it has to do with those mirrors, you know, mm-hmm. and and I told my mom, look, I have this since. Because what happened in the night, I woke up from this dream with this rabbit. And it literally told me, go back to the place where you lived as a very, very young kid when you were mm-hmm. born. Go back there and see what you find there. And I literally, like, the, f- the crazy thing is when I was in school, I didn't live from far away from the place. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was able to actually walk there. And I haven't been there in... In 16 years on this point, or 15 right. years, right? So, because we moved away there when I was mm-hmm. two, you know, and it was, uh, my mom was still studying back then, so in, in Graz, so we lived there when I was a baby. And I walked there at night, and it was like, I have known where to go, but I haven't been there in so long, you know? Mm-hmm. Then I remembered there was, this mirror was right there, because you had to, like, exit from from the, the, you know, from the house, from the garage onto the road. There was, like, a curve and there were hedges. Mm-hmm. And it, came, like, it was this way down and there was this, right in front, there was this, this mirror. And then I had a memory as a kid that this mirror was already talking to me and me, curious as mm-hmm. I was, wanted to know what this mirror is. I remember very well that it's it's, like, 
suddenly reality dissolves into black spots and then it's like, mm-hmm. and the funny thing is it is almost like waking up That's from a dream <laughs> it's like that so it's, uh, it's like but i didn't put that together on that point when i look at my drawings from back then and what i have connected this whole because i already started to like paint those mirrors and the rabbits and and whatever and i have like a whole cartoon where this higher entity of a muse a a female entity comes out of the mirror and like kind of like like touches me and says this is who you're supposed to be this is who you are already this is what you're gonna do in this life as an artist you are here Mm -hmm. to liberate whatever is in this world or in this in 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 the 3d world or whatever is going on i couldn't really understand but it just it was i I definitely like took it as some magical stuff you know (laughs) there was a lot of darkness around all this stuff for you did you ever see it in the context of demonic presences Yes, but also very light parts of it because suddenly it's something started to communicate to me. It was I felt like in this reality I was in a dark place, but something wants my attention. That's dark, but there's an alternative. So you felt the revelation of things that were explaining some dark things you were experiencing, mm-hmm. but you also felt the pull of some thing light that was calling you into who you were supposed to be yes yes and in in the sense of like already telling me and understanding is like this is happening for a reason yeah i made you for more than this yeah yes it's i just have to tell you that i respect you so deeply for saying and i recognize that i'm still in the process of something profound we have some modalities that i work with and as a thank you to you i love to make them available to you just to see what part they might fill in this Mm. ongoing drama that's playing out, not just in your imagination, Mm. but in the things you're able to access in the spiritual Mm. world. And at the end of the day, I always say the body has a story. Our soul has the stories we tell ourselves. And then there's a story right here Mm. of design and those three things, when they come into alignment, wow, that's what yeah. freedom is. You know, so I, I, so I just want to say, it would be fascinating to, to say, Nick, check all this out and put this as part of that puzzle. You have a lot of files in there. Oh, yeah. I just wonder <laughs> what it's going to reflect of the things you've known and have seen, both in dark and in light. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is a lot of it has been revealed, but clearly, like... not everything and you know here and there i've talked to people who have similar experiences but i I understand i went through an out of uh, body experience and a near-death experience at the same time seven times in one year well that's amazing this the spirit of a man is a complex thing and the spiritual world's complex the soul, the mind, the heart, the will, the conscience that rests in the center of our chest is complex. Mm-hmm. The brain is an infinite system, mm-hmm. never yeah. to be dominated by anything or anybody. I know people think they can do all kinds of things to each other, but you know what? The soul <laughs> of a man is untouchable by anything 
but a myriad of these experiences, but the brain is infinite. So Mm. it's really fascinating. There are a lot of parallels in the things you're communicating. You're communicating them differently than Riley, for example, Mm. did a podcast with her addictions, a banquet in the grave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she did the last two segments. And because I've worked with her so closely over a period of three years, it's fascinating the parallels in some of the things you're saying. And what I believe is the anatomy of an addiction that until the mental health in industry field mm-hmm. profession begins to deal with the spiritual constitution of reality, mm-hmm. we're never going to stop this epidemic until we understand the function of those three components mm. in facilitating healing and bringing wholeness to people. Yeah, but you know, those are things they were on this point where I was. I had so much to do on this point with myself. And I also, a part of mine just wanted to forget about. Yeah, everything. Those, no, not those experiences, <laughs> yeah. like because I didn't really know. That's right. It took me a year. I got my driver's license back after a year, you know, and. Uh, my life became normal and I I got out of school and I can finally do what you want. what I wanted. I, I, I can work on my skills as an artist and I can travel and I can, this is what I wanted. So the, right after school, I was like, let's go to the place which is the furthest away from Austria. And that was Australia. <laughs> <laughs> you went yeah. to Australia? Yeah, yeah, I went to Australia for like six months. Never been traveling before, and I got I, I I didn't even speak English at this point, and but I was like, you know, I'm out of <laughs> yeah. here. I'm out of here. I really have to go as far away as possible to really have some breaks, some 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 walls which are which keep me to refine peace. Yes, and and also mm-hmm. adventure and and understanding how other things work, and and to go through an immense process of culture shock. Is that where your art began to unfold? That's where I consciously started to create the rabbit eye movement. It's still my logo. It's my, my, my business. Uh, In 2012, I started my business called the rabbit eye movement before it was a street, a street art project coming from this idea that, you know, I'm still like this, the chosen one to, to manifest whatever those rabbits want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, painted, I painted rabbits in every corner. Wow. And I learned a lot um, about, you know, expression of cartoons while I drew them. And I timed them down on two minutes, you know, just how, how fast can I paint one and how many can I paint? Yeah. <laughs> I have painted a lot of graffiti in Australia, also got busted in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> so this rabbit I movement is really your pilgrimage to a place of rest and peace and healing yeah it's part of your pilgrimage oh for sure you know that's what compelled me to him Mm -hmm. this was it i picked it up right away and now here at the tail end almost of this conversation i realized you know the rabbit eye movement is really part of your narrative mm-hmm. in that pilgrimage to rest, yes. to peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you know, the funny funny thing is going down the rabbit hole with mm-hmm. all this, because that's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back then, uh, you know, I I picked that rapid eye movement. I picked that up mm-hmm. and somewhere, and I was like, I know this phase very well. And this mm-hmm. is where, like, a little bit deeper than that, but on the mm-hmm. edge of that 
rapid eye movement <laughs> is where the I encountered the rabbit and wow. and it became um, the rabbit eye movement because I always wanted to create this. I, I didn't want to make it from an ego perspective. I'm already nitrous. I'm a this graffiti artist, but this was supposed to be disconnected for me on some level. So it's, that's why I gave it another name. It's like another concept. It is literally the street art concept, which I executed since then. Yeah. And, and I didn't even understand that the idea of the third eye and the rabbit eye is maybe in my case, not mm -hmm. far from each other. Maybe not at all. You've been commissioned <laughs> to do a lot of amazing projects mm -hmm. here in the United States and in other places mm -hmm. throughout the world. Mm -hmm. What was the most I, I difficult and the most rewarding? I don't think I can narrow it down to one project, I think. Ever since I started, this very motivated and I know mm -hmm. where to go with all this because I finally see where I have to go to. And I was I put all my energy into this. There was there were so many steps in this as a development as as a person, as an artist, as who like the person I wanted to be in like in 2006 or seven is a completely different person. And now than I, I am now and, and like the ideas and, and I always knew, you know, from, for years, everyone was like, that is so, that is so sick. What you do? Blah, blah, blah. Isn't it? Everyone, everyone sees it. This is where everyone wants to be where I am. I was already in 2010 and I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm just there and I'm saying, I haven't even started, mm. you know, and this is also what I could say right now. Well, that's what I respect <laughs> about you. You're saying, hey, this is my pilgrimage to a deeper understanding of mm -hmm. these things, but I know I haven't arrived to the fullest expression of what it is to be free yet. Mm -hmm. Final question. <laughs> I could talk to you for three weeks straight. <laughs> Are we, what, are we done already? Yeah. Done? What is the greatest? We haven't even started. I know. Right? <laughs> what at this juncture of rabbit eye movements pilgrimage? What is it you want to invite people into? Virginia Dixon invites people into rest. What do you want? And freedom, by the way, invite them into rest so they can be free. What is it you want them to experience? This seems to be a very complex thing, but it's actually very easy, like also to execute for me, because the less thought I, I give it, like thought here, mm -hmm. the more it executes it by itself, because, mm -hmm. you know, spirit, body, mind, flow mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of situation is it's just, I I just do. You just do. And the, the thing is, the things I do, if I just do. Because I move a lot where I feel in the flow during painting murals. The visions which come, the things I draw in beforehand, the light or dark, whatever people from their perception of reality project into is going to talk to them. Mm -hmm. So I always, with every piece, show both sides. Mm. Of light and dark. Do I, do I plan this? Mm. And do I have it? I have to plan it. It mm. just happens because it is. It comes from down there somewhere. You what know? do you want people to walk away with? What do you want uh, them? You know, to know? This is, again, this is this is this is 
exactly what everyone has you know for example like let's break it down to experiences i've witnessed for some reason people are very sensitive when it comes to sharks you know i painted a shark in hawaii dissected the shark and i painted a shark for the san jose sharks in mm. san jose for the nhl in Hawaii, it was like this. I I only showed this anatomy of the shark. I opened it up, you know, and it was pretty big. And it, but it was to like next to um, a Hawaiian native school. And suddenly, I had this teacher who told me I cannot do that. I'm like, hmm. what do you want from me? I don't understand. I'm like, and and it tells me that I cannot kill this animal. I'm like, I don't kill it. I show how it works in the inside. Mm -hmm. but they saw death they saw death Mm -hmm. so and their experience and then they project those experiences on their kids so they want to protect their kids of something which cannot be protected of which is death yeah (laughs) death the one thing which will happen to everyone of us is death so what five minutes later i have someone else coming in and that guy is just his eyes just light up and say like he sees what this is and said Damn, that is so sick. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and you know, it's just like, like so this uplifting experience suddenly. They see and the complexity. Yeah, they see yeah. the complexity and, of the anatomy and, of everything. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and before I even had any, like, conscious, like, I, I did this because I did this dissection. I did for me, I did dissection for a warrior. I did dissection and anatomy and because of the deep resting anger inside of me mm. i yes i wanted to destroy things at some point but i didn't want to destroy things for destruction you know just for the act of destruction and every time when i feel like graffiti a lot was for me like i go to war you know <laughs> mm-hmm. i have to fight right. you know this fighting situation but always also consciously transforming it I am painting my visions of those destructions and those bad things, but in honor of those things. Of those things. Those are complex ideas, and we're going to need to do another segment because this <laughs> yes. is too much. And Natalie, I know we have another appointment. <laughs> Natalie's batting her eyes because she knows no. I will sit here with you literally for three hours and not even yeah, I mean, take a drink. We, this is literally not now with this topic. We have literally. Like started the actual we topic. Need, that's right. Now <laughs> we started the actual topic. Yeah. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. You came to our sanctuary, our place of rest. Mm-hmm. And we offer this place up to you as an organization for you to come and find peace and reflect and think anytime you want. I would love to. Thank it's you. an honor to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, Natalie, here's a new perspective on be careful before you judge art too quickly. There's a heart and a soul and a big story behind it. Mm -hmm. And the drama of life between the struggle between good and evil, light and dark and perspectives goes on. And it's part of the human condition. We need to respect each other in these conversations. Yes. That's what you brought to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone, if you want to get in touch with Nychos or learn more about his art, please go to Nychos.com. That's N-Y-C-H-O-S dot com. You can also find him on Instagram at Nychos. We have so many people that want to gift healing to their friends and family members. Due to popular request, we've officially created the Gift of Rest package for purchase. 
As a thank you to Nitros and a gift to his followers, we created the coupon code Nitros in all uppercase to gift 25% towards the gift of rest. For updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you would like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to virginiadixon.com forward slash collaborate or call 949-289-5935. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 